tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to Rawr! join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. What's going on, Sam? Yeah, great show today. We had Chuck Ocella on. Uh, It was a fun, great conversation. We go through just the whole kind of hidden hand of everything going on in society. It was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. So we're going to, you know, just enjoy it. And Chuck is a great, he's an OG of this whole thing. And it was a real honor to have him on. Listen, guys, I got you. Go down. Is that the first one? Yep. God. Dang it. Listen, guys. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm supposed to have, I have dates coming up. Go to samtriplee.com for all the dates. I am going to be in Jersey the 16th, 17th, and 18th of February. Uh, the, I'm going to be at my club, the Dojo of Comedy. I'm going to be doing the five-year five anniversary of Tim Fo- of uh, the Dojo of Comedy, and then I'm going to be doing that that Fridays and Saturday, which let me confirm those dates to make sure you get that. Hold on. That will be, I, okay, I'm doing February 16th, 17th, and 18th. So those those dates will be up on samtriplee.com. Okay, we'll make sure those are up. And then February 24th and 25th, I am at the, I'm at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, I'm at Spokane on the 24th with Tim Foyat Comedy, Xavier Guerrero, Eddie Bravo, Sam Tripoli, and then I'll be at Tacoma on February 25th. Uh, so that's back-to-back nights. Grab your tickets because these shows do sell out. And then the following week at the at the beginning of uh, March, I'm in the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, excuse me, and I'm at the bank, uh, the uh, uh, the Mall of America. So I love it, even though they did get rid of my favorite restaurant. I still love it. So come get weird, join me. I got those are great shows. Just go to samtriplee.com. Anything else, guys? Nope. Thank you for supporting us. And great show this weekend. Yeah. God, oh, yeah. Thank you to everybody who came out to Long Beach. And thank you to everybody who rocked it out in Bakersfield. They were great shows. Tim Foyat Comedy is so much fun. Everybody's crushing. We'll have some videos coming out of it. And again, if there's so much you can do with this show, so much interactive stuff. You can listen to free audio. You can watch videos. Uh, you, a lot of people can play. Oh, when's the video getting up here? It's always on samtriplee.com first. You can always get it first there. So you can watch them all there, all the audio. And then we have a bunch of affiliates that are giving discounts to the Swarm. You just got to go click the banner and, and, and make it happen. They're all things we think you need. So we love you very much. Hope you enjoy the show with Chuck. Enjoy. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Eric, open your mind. 
right, let's get into it. Very excited to have this guest on. Uh, he's got one of the smoothest voices I've ever heard in my life. It's uh, perfect for podcasting. He's uh, he's a researcher into JFK. He's a podcaster. He's he's a polymath. We got to get into what that is. Very honored to have him on the show. Please welcome Chuck Ocelli. How are you, Chuck? Doing good, Sam. Doing good. A polymath, just for the record, is just somebody who has a lot of different interests and has uh, ha- has some knowledge in many different subjects. No big deal. It's a fancy word. Big well, deal. <laughs> I, I respect it and I love it. And uh, I, I think it's great. So I'm very honored you joined on the show. I've seen you on the Union of the Unwanted before. So I'm glad we could finally make it happen here on Tim Fall Hat. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you, Chuck, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you. Well, sure. I've got my own website, which is Ocelli.com. And uh, out of there, I run a small radio network and podcast network, which covers my show, The Ocelli Effect. And uh, I produce a few others, including uh, Get Mad with Chris Graves. You recently had him on. Uh, And uh, I also produce The Jack Blood Show, uh, 360, and Aaron Franz, The Age of Transitions. Uh, Uncle the Podcast, that's it for now. But uh, always a small little array of uh, other shows along with mine. We broadcast live and put out podcasts. There you go. Well, we had a great time with Graves on here, so and I'm super excited we can make it happen with you as well. So, you know, I, I never get enough of talking about JFK because, you know, in a weird way, it kicks off everything we do here on Tim Fall Hat. This is like the first big conspiracy and all that stuff. And there's been a lot of talk about it lately because, you know, basically it comes out Tucker Carlson, who I have zero faith in, um, you know, basically says that the, the new JFK drops say that the CIA had something to do with the assassination of JFK. I think it's way more than that. I think that's basic, basic level of that. That's like, building blocks so uh where do you want to start chuck because i love this this uh conversation so where would you like to uh get into what would you like to get into well let's start with the tucker carlson thing right uh tucker makes a statement about the cia and this and that but he didn't read the documentation i don't know where he gets that idea uh it's a lot of fun (laughs) right he had a friend of mine on there uh larry schnapp also who is uh involved in a lawsuit against the Biden administration right now for a lack of compliance regarding the Records Collection Act. Uh, Larry is the uh, second chair in that lawsuit. I also know the lead attorney, uh, uh, Bill Simpich. But anyways, uh, they're suing the Bidens because uh, Trump and Biden, both administrations, did not follow through on the releases that were due to happen in 2017 regarding the uh, documentation, right? So anyway... Tucker does this thing about the CIA and so on and so forth, but as per usual, backs it up with nothing. Now, don't worry. We can criticize every side of the equation here regarding this, right? (laughs) But um, it it was such a weird thing to see that. Uh, And it's always a weird thing every time there's some declaration from the mainstream media who has actually been part of the cover-up since the beginning. Uh, So, you know, what can you do? We can go all over the map on this because I spent well, about 30 years working on it. Uh, where would you like to go? A pre-Oliver Stone uh, movie? Uh, I can't go into the original researchers because I was only born in the 70s. But 
I can talk to you about everything from the 25th anniversary on without a problem. Well, I, I love it, man. And there's a lot to get into, man. Maybe we shouldn't jump right into JFK because I'm looking into some of these notes that you have. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot to get into. Not just like JFK, but this like constant, uh, this constant um, uh, war on humanity from this very small group of people. And... Yep. I really ask myself how much pain and suffering in humanity would be happening if it wasn't for these secret societies and what they're doing all over the place. And we are now, I feel like we are now starting to understand that the, the U.S. government and the, and the military industrial complex are a giant threat to humanity. And now we're seeing it that it's a, coming after Americans. Now it's always been coming after Americans, but now we see it. For sure, with like, and I don't know what you guys think of Project Veritas. I was very anti Project Veritas. I'm very open to it. A lot of people in the community was like, "This is all set up." But then, then Pfizer had to release a statement in which they admit they are they are mutating viruses on behalf of the U.S. government. Like this is all out there. Chuck, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. Look, and and I share your problems with Project Veritas. Uh, it is like most things. Look, anybody who looks for the reliable source at all times and thinks they have a hundred percent reliable source, I tell you, question everybody. Question what I tell you. Question what Sam tells you. Question what everybody tells you. Okay, don't accept anybody's explanation. Check their facts for yourself. All right, always. So whatever Veritas has done some good work has done some maybe mm, questionable things in the past, whatever, look at the information, look at what's actually happened when it comes down to this whole thing with the uh, COVID-1984 situation. I think we can still say that and not get thrown off every platform. Well, we're, we're not on YouTube, so feel free to, you know, drop bombs. Yeah. I recently got bounced from there myself, but anyway, <laughs> You know, here we go. Uh, it, it is what it is. We, we know that this is a, a grand uh, a deception. And look, I, I was somebody who was kind of in the anti-vax category to begin with uh, as of uh, uh, some years ago when I saw it for myself with one of my own children. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm suspicious of big pharma because we're supposed to trust them. Right. They deliver your medicine. They've done all the research uh, hand in hand with government. We, we have to uh, really, really keep an eye on this. I mean, we can get into the war on drugs, too. Yeah, we'll uh, do that for that. sure. We'll do that yeah. for sure. Uh, I, I I completely agree with you. And I really love that in your nuts, in your nuts, in your notes, excuse me. <laughs> in my nuts. You started talking right about, you started talking about gone, your yeah. kids. I'm like, your nuts must be powerful. But in your notes, you discussed, uh, you know, uh, your feelings on the conspiracy community. Uh, or, or or what you know some people call big con, which is big conservative or any of that stuff. And like I'm really starting to go because we have the Paul Pelosi story and then we have the Demar Hamlin story, and both of them were presented in a certain way, and then we're tr starting to find out that that wasn't exactly what what went down. And I'm starting to think that the powers that be are now trying to set up conspiracy theorists to look even crazier than maybe uh, we already looked at people. What did, you, what did you expect to see with the Pelosi one? 
Well, the way it was presented to us was that they were both in underwear. Okay, yeah. And they were hanging out. And But there's something interesting about that video that people aren't talking about. It's like, who opened the door? Who opened the right. door? Well, we so he's holding a drink in his hand. Yes. Well, right. Struggling so, for his life. With, he can't, and, can't set down my drink. Yeah, you know? it's super interesting. And but why, it wasn't presented the way which was two dudes in tidy whities The other yeah. guy wasn't even in his tidy whities No. You know, so... <laughs> and why would you wait for the cops to get there to hit someone? It really looked like he wanted to hurt him. Obviously, and he did. Yeah. And, like, what kind of fight are you doing when an 80-year-old man can hold a hammer in your hand... And have a drink, like Johnny said. But the Damar Hamlin thing going on right now, everybody's debating that. All the people look at stupid conspiracy theorists. Even though your record in the last since let's just let's just go back to 2015, it, you know that the the people the sheep are like one in ninety. Let's just say you got the Damar Hamlin thing right. Everything else you've gotten wrong. Completely and utterly wrong. You got this one thing you think you got right, and I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole thing, Chuck? With the if you've seen the video and all that stuff, man, you you just want you just want to strike nerves with me, right? Uh, <laughs> look, I I have been pissed off now for about twenty years, my friend, and the reason is that I felt like anybody who was legitimately advocating for let's call them extraordinary claims. I don't want to use the word conspiracy theorist because that was what they decided to call Warren Commission critics in CIA documents. By the way, when they were giving directions to CBS, NBC, and ABC, when those were your main networks, okay. That's what they told him to call Warren Commission critics. JFK, sorry, I brought it up again. Look, that's the deal. It is extraordinary claims. People have hijacked this. Now, we all are aware of the Cass Sunstein white paper, I'm sure. Okay, all of that. And if you don't know who Cass Sunstein is, uh, here, homework for Sam's listeners. Go find out. If you take a look at the idea of infiltrating, hijacking, and absolutely misdirecting those that are involved in this kind of thought process who get together, who try and coalesce and form uh, groups in order to study these things, they told you that they're going to hijack and try and destroy us. Now, I feel like the introduction of Flat Earth, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but the introduction of literally the Flat Earth Society, literally all of these other things that were meant to misdirect us and meant to throw us into a position where we start parroting stupidity, okay, <laughs> regarding a whole bunch of conspiracies. This was done intentionally to hijack, destroy, minimize, and absolutely undermine the legitimate fines that were made by people who did serious investigations in the past. I think they have misdirected us and made sure that our entire community could be painted with this sheep dip nonsense that we're all crazy. Okay, Sandy Hook, maybe that's a dicey thing. You said we're not on YouTube, so let's yeah. go. Go off, bro. You have a good time. Listen, you're totally right. I just want to say you're you're right. I mean, even Eddie Bravo, who is like the face of fat, Flat Earth my, and one of my best friends, has talked about how the Flat Earth Society is controlled opposition. He talks about how... They are, uh, you know, again, the term that we've heard, limited hangout. We've heard this all the time. It's a limited hangout. They, they are hijacking movements by positioning their people. And I, I, if you're asking me, that's my opinion on the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is hijacking conservatism to move it into a certain way, and they get a lot of things right, but it's where they get it wrong that they really show who they are. 
Okay, yeah. and I'm not, you know, the whole thing about them versus uh, what's his face from Mug Club, uh, Steven Crowder. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's right, and I don't, I, I, I don't think anyone's 100% right in that discussion. They both fucked up. I think they both have, uh, they both are kind of in the wrong in, in their way. If I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably go with Steven Crowder. Mostly because mm-hmm. I love David Landau, so you know I'm on Team Landau. But you know, if you, I mean, like all the thing that Candace Owens does, so much of it is right. But when she's wrong, it's glaring when she's wrong. How she works <laughs> right. with Kanye one time, and regardless of what you think of Kanye, and then immediately drops him in two seconds because he talks on topics she's afraid to discuss, or she knows that her the people that sign her checks don't want her to discuss, right? so and then you get into also the crowder thing she just starts attacking crowder and i'm just like okay i get it you're on your your team daily wire but you know ben shapiro we talk about here all the time man not a guy who's on the side of the average republican american he's just not even though he presents himself like that he is not he's bought and sold for and we all know that but this this is what the guy, which we do not speak of, came on and talked about, which is limited hangouts. This is what they're doing. The Limit- guy you don't speak of. Can I get a hit? Uh, his name's... <laughs> we don't okay. speak on him because he just went on a little... Cried like a little baby because we didn't agree with 100,000% everything he said. And he- no, it's cool. I I just want to know who Baltimore was. Uh, you know, because look, I know you right got a lot of down. friends. Okay, so now now I might tick into some of your friends here for a second. Okay. Well, um, yeah, hey, I just understand. Like, <laughs> we had a big fight over one guy that Shiva was going after, and uh, just because he's a good friend of mine. And again, anybody can criticize anybody they want. I am hmm. not here to tell you who you can't and who you can't. On my show, like Joe Rogan, I defend him as my friend because when I was down and out and couldn't pay my rent, him do my shows, pay my rent. And I'm loyal. I run through brick walls for my friends, and that's kind of where we're at. So I just had to put that out there, and I know I'm going to get my dick kicked in on the internet, but hey, dog, I, I'm fucking team. I, I, I believe in uh, backing up your friends. So go on. What were you going to say? It's cool. I'm Sicilian Irish. Believe me, I take care of my fucking friends. Okay. Respect, <laughs> brother. Respect Here's and love, thing. dude. You know, you know what it is. But all right, now let's go into some areas. Maybe a lot of people that do the kind of stuff that we do don't want to touch. So real fast, Alex Jones. All right. Yeah, go for it. That whole thing. Uh, look, I know Fetzer. All right, and and now I've diverted away from Jones for a second. Don't worry, I'm coming back. I know <laughs> Fetzer. All right. And I also know that he has gone into a very strange place. I was responsible for putting him on a national radio show one time where he went into a whole anti-Holocaust, you know, anti, they didn't happen, this and that madness rant on, you know, what, two, 300 radio stations terrestrial, right? Right. I, I helped book him there, the idiot that I am. Uh, so, oh, you know, who'd you book real quick? I didn't hear who it was. Who was it? Jim Fetzer, I booked him on the Clyde, okay. Clyde Lewis's Ground Zero. Okay, I, I got booked up there. Anyway, the the thing is, uh, Jim used to do good work. Now he's gone off into this very like everything is a Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. Like, you know, Sandy Hook, all that stuff. And to me, he's one of those guys that I don't know what his motive is. 
but he has absolutely imploded any good work he did personally. Now let's go to Jones, okay? This is a guy who has clearly said a lot of good things over the years. Yeah. Almost anybody I know that does a uh, an independent media broadcast where you're trying to get out the rarefied information, yeah, I just went way around the bend to not say alt media. The thing is, he was the guy, okay, that got the, you know, post Bill Cooper was the guy, all right? But take a look at what's happened with him. He got all on the Trump train. He went all completely. Listen, I told you the right and left wing paradigm is fake, but go with the right wing. He did that. He undermined his own stuff and did the Sandy Hook thing. You know why he can afford those huge lawsuits? Because that is the kind of cash that thing generates. Okay. That's who he is. And, but that's the guy they'll point to now. That's the guy they're going to try and paint, you know, you, me, everybody who's out there. Oh, these guys are just trying to be pseudo Alex Jones. The, the, the people in Australia catch me every once in a while because my voice is a little raspy. I like how you said it was smooth, but that's just because I just woke up <laughs> raspy. The, the people in Australia, they don't recognize the difference in a Jersey and a Texas accent or whatever the hell it is Jones has. They think I sound just like him. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Um, and clearly I'm from Jersey, right? Okay. Uh, if you don't recognize it, uh, check and not those Jersey shore, uh, that Guido festivals. <laughs> I got a, a vowel at the end of my name. So I'll say anything I want like that. I'm also half Irish. So let's swing all the way around. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, a half Irish, half Sicilian from Jersey. That's almost an oxymoron. Uh, it just, it comes along with the territory or no, not an oxymoron. That's redundancy on top of redundancy. Okay. <laughs> I love well, you, dude. You're the best. It's But it's amazing to watch what's happened with the media, where they hold this guy up as the bad example. And now everybody gets painted with that brush. All the conspiracy theory guys, all of the people that really did investigations, who actually dug things up. And at the end of the day, what did, what did you wind up paying attention to? What Tucker Carlson said, that he had nothing to back it with. And he had zero to show you regarding this. Oh, the CIA was involved. Oh, that's a brand new, fresh idea, Tucker. Awesome. You know, I, I mean, please, you can keep that in the freezer about as long as you can keep the swans. Ridiculous. An, an Arab. What anyway, he did so- to Gary Webb is unforgivable. What ah. he did it, for the rest of his life, everything that comes out of his mouth is tainted. He talks Not about really. growing up on a, on a neighborhood with all CIA agents. Everyone thought he was going to go in the CIA. And, you know, there's this whole talk that the Rothschilds would always talk about how Trump was more valuable alive than dead and that he was in giant debt to them and that they they used him uh, to position to get uh, limited hangouts. Okay, real quick, I want to tell you about our friends at cbdcoptout.com. That's cbdcoptout.com. Johnny, can you tell us a little bit about it? Have you guys heard of CBDCs? That's central bank digital currencies. Listen, central banks worldwide, like the Federal Reserve, are developing CBDCs that will give them absolute power over the economy and your finances. CBDCs will allow central banks and governments to spy on all of your transactions, program your money so you can only buy certain things, freeze your funds, fine you, 
tax you directly and shut you out of the economy. Remember when the Canadian government froze the bank accounts of citizens who donated to the Freedom Convoy? That's just a glimpse of what they'll do with CBDCs. But you have the power to break free from this system before it's even here. Want to know how? Go to cbdcoptout.com. There you'll be able to join the free five-day CBDC opt-out challenge going live February 6th to the 10th. This will give you a proven step-by-step -step method for buying and selling goods and services outside of the central bank financial system using alternative currencies, free markets, and powerful communities of freedom-loving people. If you want to know how to break free from CBDCs, go to cbdcoptout.com and join the free five-day CBDC opt-out challenge that runs from February 6th to February 10th. There's this whole thing, like, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Chuck, whether we got Andrew Tay, Alex Jones, tr Donald Trump seem to have been through this humiliation ritual, this whole thing where they've been arrested, sued, uh, just, uh, you know, had elections stolen from them, all these, all this stuff, right? Do you think it's at all possible that when they come out on the other side that they're they're somewhat changed or they have a different view and they don't want to play ball anymore? Is that at all possible? Do we ever see people who were controlled opposition decide not to become controlled opposition? Because we see that in the rap game all the time. We have rappers who are definitely been pushed by the machine, and then they start to go off reservation, and that's when they get taken out. Yep. Do you have any thoughts that maybe some of the – like? Like, I totally understand that Trump, I, I, listen, man, I make no illusions, and I've said this before about Trump. I think Trump is a crime boss. That's what I believe. I think Hillary Clinton is a uh, Lucifer, uh, a Malachian, pedophile, dark arts scumbag. That's my opinion. I'm not saying one is, I, I think one is better than the other. Like if I had to, if you go, hey man, do you want to live on the block with a fucking mob boss or a fucking Malachian pedophile monster? Like which one are you gonna pick? For for me, I'm and I make no illusions of anybody in that office being anything other than trouble and danger. What are your thoughts on that, Chuck? Oh, absolutely. Look, I I, I can agree with you almost. Look, I, I'm not here to parody. It ain't, it ain't a cult, okay? But I'm gonna tell you that you're not far off. Uh, Trump wants to be a mob boss. I don't think he knows how to be a mob boss. And I happen to have a little inside information on that. I've met the guy. All right. And uh, I used to live in Jersey. I happened to go to one of these things. Uh, they did a WWE thing for bodybuilding or some such nonsense in the 90s. So it was at uh, one of the Trump properties. I just knew security people. So I went. Uh, anyways, I, I got to meet him, you know, for five seconds. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it's amazing to be in a room with, um, let's call them Italian businessmen that I happen to know personally and, uh, and, and Trump at the same time and them making jokes about him as he walks away. Uh, you know, look, this guy stiffs everybody. And he did. He used to stiff people. That's he lived what, in yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Chuck. Go into that because nobody talks about that. What Trump right. was known for doing in New York City. Can you get into that? In Jersey, in Atlantic City. Yeah, I, look, yeah, we, right, exactly. 
York, all I can tell you is that if you did anything with cement during the time Trump built stuff, you had to deal with somebody who was connected to Castellano. That's a guarantee. All right. I mean, I'm not even it's just like, look, the sun came out. You dealt with somebody, you know, that dealt with Castellano. If you had cement, anything bigger than the poor driveway during the time that Trump built stuff. So impossible that he didn't deal with those people. But, hey, that's supposition on my part. Let me go to what I know. In Jersey, where the guy figures out how to go bankrupt at, you know, what, two, three casinos? I forget. Anyway, he kept snipping people. Take me to court. Go ahead. Whether it was the Polish workers that he imported or it was his own dealers or it was whoever, kitchen mechanics, it didn't matter. This guy snipped everybody. But I'm sitting there with these Italian business guys at this WWE event in a special VIP room where there's no press allowed, okay? And uh, they're making jokes. This guy, he stiffs everybody. He won't stiff us, though. All right? This is what I'm being told by guys I know are legitimate, <laughs> legitimate, illegitimate businessmen. <laughs> All right? Yeah, he knows not to do that to us, but it's so funny. Look at that guy. They're laughing at him. He does the whole thing with the hands. I'm doing it now because I can't help myself. But it's, it's an ethnic thing. Look, stereotypes exist for a reason. He does <laughs> hands because he's been around Italians. Obviously, he was in the Northeast. You can't help yourself. We're all over the place, Italians and, and Irish. What else you got there? Well, occasionally there's some others, I guess, but almost everybody. Look. That is what that is the reality of the situation. I, I found it funny that he was going after illegal immigration when I used to go to Trump properties on occasion for different things. I wasn't a rich guy, so I wasn't there to you know gamble and play golf at uh, whatever. And uh, I forget the name of the joint in Jersey, but what, whatever it is. The thing is, I, I would go for different reasons. Half of the help couldn't speak English. I'm assuming <laughs> most of them didn't exactly get born here if they couldn't speak English too well. It just was okay. Just shh, don't say anything about that. I mean, what what is this? He also I, I, wasn't I, Christian. He also wasn't a full Christian before he ran. Well, no, but I love this. I interviewed Roger Stone on on my show, right? Uh, in 2015, Trump is still running. He hasn't gotten into the office yet. I'm thinking this has got to be a joke. Who in the, in the rest of the country is not going to know what we know in Jersey, for God's sake, that this guy is, you know, he, I wouldn't trust him to run a McDonald's. All right. <laughs> into the ground. He beats people on their pay. This is all he does all all day long. That's how he lives. It doesn't matter whether they're filling out bad tax forms. And that's from his father taught him that. Fred Trump, the slumlord. All right. This is just the way of things. How is it the rest of the country is going to take this real estate hustler from Queens seriously? I thought it was a joke. I'm talking to Roger Stone, who was uh, made an appearance on my show to do the Clinton's War on Women book, which I agreed with uh, almost 100 percent that he wrote. Uh, Well, him and somebody else wrote. But anyway. Uh, But Stone's on there and I'm talking to him. He told me he was a fan of my show, this and that. I found out later they were analyzing all media to try and figure out how to help Trump. Okay, and they happen to have my show in the hopper there. So he had notes on me. Uh, He's telling me specific things about my show and this and that. I thought he maybe listened. But in, in actual conversations, I said, come on, Roger, look, you're his friend. Tell me the truth. I know what kind of guy you are. You're a hatchet man. This is what you do. You're a political operative scumbag and you own it. That's who you are. Tell me, this has got to be a joke with Trump, right? This can't be serious. He says, you fail to recognize the level of narcissism this man is at. (laughs) Fair enough. You know him better. Okay. 
And now Roger Stone was supposed to come back on my show again, and he was going to promote that uh, that book he put out that didn't do so well because they didn't need it to bash Jeb Bush. He was going to come back on anyway to promote it, and uh, uh, he didn't show up. All right, and I come to find out later that some people in his little uh, you know media circle there, the people that you know his uh, brain trust that made those decisions, uh, among the Alex Jones people, they told him don't go back and do that guy's show because. You never know. He's going to swing from both directions. He's not really on your side, et cetera, et cetera. And I told him openly, I disagree with him about the, about his uh, conclusions on the JFK assassination. He looked forward to doing it. Uh, he wanted to debate me on that. And another funny story is I was only working audio because that's usually what I do because of the bad eyesight. And uh, I had a producer on American Freedom Radio. Uh, Stone plugs in and he's on Skype. And we said, listen, Roger, we don't need the video. He says, ah, it's all right. I'll leave it on anyway. He left it on. We had a private video show of Roger Stone. Uh, when he knows he's not on camera, he's jumping around doing the whole thing. Uh, like, that's not an act. That's the way he is off camera because he, nobody was going to see that except me and my producer. And he's doing the jumping forward and the whole bit. Uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, like we had him on. We had a lot of problems with the video. Remember that, Johnny? Just kept oh, do I glitching yeah. out? And we do have problems here. So you oh, bring you up have the- problems. I do have problems. You, I, we've been noted. We, we mean, mean, Johnny. Think it's you? Of course, it's me. I'm, I'm, we all I'm on a list. Yeah. Even though I, I, I mean, like you, you saw Instagram is just shadow banning me to hell. I mean, they let me have two seconds of fun. I figured out a glitch in the Matrix. I explode. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We were all having fun. We were all having a good time. So anyways, so I'm watching this uh, doc on Netflix, and Netflix is how the elites want you to see the world, right? They want you to be biracial, bisexual, and depressed and suicidal. And wanting to have sex with uh, children or your your family members. That's that's what Netflix wants the world to be. And I, I can't watch it. But I come in, and the only reason I sell Netflix is because Dana likes Netflix. I, you know, you pick your battles, right? Pick your battles. I'm battling lizard people and my girlfriend. <laughs> All right, so... Come so, on, Sam. Confession. You love Squid Games. Come on. I Okay. I, I will say I did like Squid Games. Okay. Occasionally. And I like that one where a guy called up and was like, I'm with the cops. Oh, get yeah. naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your manager's going to finger blast you. And you're going to. Oh, wow. And, that series is insane. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe you brought that up. Yeah. I, I, I Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but I'm watching this last night, Chuck. And because I'm too lazy to get up and grab the remote, so it's just playing in the ba- black background, and I, I just start to watch it a little bit, and it's breaking. It's talking about how the mob and, and how they're running New York City, and then they start bringing in Rudy Giuliani, and then they brought in the piece of shit that used to work in the U.S. government, and Chuck, I don't know if you'll know his name. I want to say it's Bernie something. Is the guy that installed monitors in all the TSAs. And what turned out was that he owned the company that put all the monitors in there and he made it so you had that you couldn't buy just one, you had to buy three. So you'll go to the you'll go to the 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 the, the airport and you'll see three of these monitors, the thing that goes zing zing, I call it the blender, zing zing that goes around you. And you'll see one isn't being used because they don't have enough staff. Cause they, but they had to buy three of them 
That is the deal from the company that the guy at the at the at the government owned. He was a part owner of the company. Do you know who I'm talking about? After 9-11, Chuck, he installed all those monitors that they had to have, and it turned out he was part owner of so the company. So he co- made them by three no matter what. Yeah. That way, I mean, obviously you get you get bang out three of them, and that's why there's always three hanging out. Yeah. You still opt out. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I'm pre-check. But if I do, if they, I get my random check all the time. And by the way, everybody, the IRS is hitting me up left and right. I'm getting hit up constantly by the IRS. What do you mean hit up? Like mail? N- n- notices. Notices on stuff I know I did. So just so you know, they're coming after daddy all the time. So do you know who that was, Chuck? The guy, the bald guy, uh, salt and pepper beard, and he installed all the monitors in the airports? I'm drawing a blank on the name, but I know it's a real story. Uh, there were all kinds of side deals made as a result of the what the Patriot Act and all of the added, uh, you know, what, what do they call that now? Uh, a capitalist surveillance or yeah. surveillance capitalism. That's it. Surveillance capitalism has come in. It's the post 2001 era. It's just post 9-11 reality, man. Uh, so there is the government's end of it, which has become ubiquitous and absolutely intrusive and has gone well beyond, you know, th- that thing called the Constitution, for God's sake. But, uh, you know, aside from that, there's also the people that are making lots of money. That guy's one of so many that he doesn't even stand out in my head. I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. But Giuliani, here's the thing about Giuliani that kills me. I call him the embarrassing Italian all the time because he is exactly that. I'm ashamed of this guy. I like to, you know, I know it's one of those weird throwback things, but like ethnic pride, right? You know, Italians doing well. I'm supposed to feel good about this, you know, according to my grandparents. So, uh, but I see this guy and I'm like, oh, I'm disgusted. Uh, you know, America's mayor, so many side deals were cut uh, as a result of that. So much stuff. And I lived in New York when Rudy was mayor, by the by. All right. I lived on the Lower East Side before they cleaned it up and, you know, turned it over to the what is it, SUNY or whatever, and kind of gave the area up and gentrified it a bit. I lived in the rougher part when Alphabet City was still Alphabet City. Um, And I was there for the Tompkins Square riot and all that. The thing is, um, Giuliani's New York, the story they sell you about what he did is one thing. What he actually did is another. His whole battle with the mob. Take a look, not at who he tried to prosecute, because he did, as a prosecutor, he went after some mobsters. Take a look at who he didn't go after. Please. Because there's a whole lot of other guys that didn't get touched during that time while Rudy had his war on the mob, right? Anyway, this guy's built up his gravitas over time, and it has has shocked me that people still take him seriously. I mean, you know, forget about his personal foibles, marrying his cousin and whatnot, right? Forget about all the other stuff he did where he encouraged cops to, you know, crack skulls in the streets. Forget about all that. It's okay. Forget about all the damage that he did trying to clean the pornography out of uh, Times Square. Um, Certain whorehouses he closed down. Certain whorehouses he didn't. Yeah, it's that's so interesting. Dude, you bring it up because I'm watching this thing. It's got Rudy Giuliani has this guy that I can't remember his name. He's the guy installed all these all these screen these uh mo- what are they called? Uh detectors, right? And you just go, you you start looking at things like Vegas, the music industry, Hollywood, all these things that ran by the mob back in the day, right? And how much better they ran. 
than these corporate scumbag bloodsuckers that have come in. And all, like, all you have to know about Rudy Giuliani is that he moved his base camp on 9-11 back at some point and didn't tell anybody why he was doing it. He didn't warn anybody why he was doing it. He just moved it back. And then all of a sudden, Building 7 goes down and we lose more lives. But nobody yeah. wants to talk about that. Well, being somebody who was uh, in New Jersey trying to get onto the island of Manhattan to help dig people out that day, me, okay, being somebody who got shut out and was told was turned away uh, because of all the extra security precautions that were taken, this and that, I got to tell you that uh, there is just a whole load of stuff that people have never touched about the strangeness that went on regarding uh, Giuliani's command and control that day. And I urge people to look at it and find the strange, weird things that don't make a lot of sense. He seemed to be out of the way of a lot of falling debris. Okay. He seemed to be out of the way of a lot of dangerous situations. Even though the news showed you he's on the ground, he's got a bullhorn, he's going around with firemen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ask why the radios didn't work that day, please. Ask what happened to the money that vanished. Ask what happened to, oh, oh, oh. A lot of stuff that he had his hands into. But, you know, like I said, they just whitewash it and go forward. And he's America's mayor, right? His run for president was ridiculous. Uh, I love that one movie where they clipped together just him saying 9-11 over and over again. In the space of 10 minutes, he must have said it 40 times uh, just to try and evoke fear, to evoke the imagery, to, to strike at people and get at that trauma-based programming. He was doing that purposely. I mean, if you know anything about, uh, you know, NLP, you know what he was doing. Um, please, it's an endless uh, uh, you know, Pandora's box with that guy, New York, 9-11. And, you know, that's another thing that people shut down with these ridiculous uh, things that were propped up a bit. All of a sudden, people have money to go out there and make ridiculous claims and also to support the official story. Uh, those of us who are actually digging, looking for truth, looking for answers, you know, poor Bob McElvain, uh, the way that they've treated him. And I interviewed, you know, Bob McElvain Sr. on my show also. Uh, you know, if you don't know who that is, check into it. His son, Bobby, was uh, died that day. And the circumstances of his death are still really shady, man. It's not even like we can say, hey, a building fell on the kid. It's something else. All right. There's a lot of crazy what things. What is it? Tell us. What do you think? I, uh, truthfully, I'm not sure. Uh, when, you know, and, and neither is his father. His father wants those answers. If you take a look and all they do is undermine him as poor Bob. He's trying to make himself feel better by getting involved in conspiracy theories so he can continue to pursue this and feel like he's close to his son. That's the kind of things that they print in, uh, you know, in, in uh, mainstream media articles all over the place. You take a look at it and you see who parrots what. Uh, which is also a good thing to do for analytic purposes. You can always take a look and find out who's actually doing the mockingbirds job. Okay. When it comes to this, because you'll see exactly the same mistakes made exactly the same phrases made. And it's not just on television news, folks. It is, you know, plagiarism well beyond, uh, gee, we have an AI program that can do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably, they're going to have to set up a special one to make sure that it always stays within the guardrails of the official explanations. Stay tuned. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that rabbit hole is deep. What? Like, I mean, I thought a bit, I've gone down the 9 11 rabbit hole. Oh, but, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him talking about how the radio's not working. Julie, I, I, I thought Tower yeah, 7 dude. was it. Holy no, dude. Shit. 
Building 6 is the greatest example of the cover-up and how Building 7 is a limited hangout shot by like seven different cameras on purpose to get everybody to fight with each other. So that, you know, it's again, it's nonlinear warfare. It's done on purpose. To, you know, you, this wedge thing we talked about in the paradise shooting, uh, you know, when the, the mom goes on ABC News is like, I saw a cop in armor shooting everybody. How does that make it to the news? How does that get there? Yes, people say crazy shit, but why does the editor and the producer allow that statement to make it to the, to the, the mainstream media, make it onto the actual show? Because they wanted that out. Because they want us fighting with each other. That's the same thing with this Tamar Hamlin. At best, at best, this is a this is a limited hangout. To but it get goes us- back to what you've been saying, how it keeps fucking with me. Like I, I look at this video and I don't know if I see the tattoo or not. It keeps fucking with my eyes. Yeah. I don't believe my eyes. I don't believe what I see. And that's what you mean. That's what they don't want you. They don't want you to believe your eyes, yeah. what you hear, what that's you see. It. That's it. So when you get into like what happened on 9 11. Do you see the tattoo right there? Do you? I can't tell, but I can also can't rule it out either. That doesn't look like any tattoos because we see it on the other arm. You see a ton of tattoos on the other arm, but that doesn't mean it's not there. I don't know. And like, dude, a these... close up, and they're putting close ups like stuff like we need. Uh, like like yeah, you but... said, why would you do it there at a theater? Yeah. See, I I think that the reason they might be doing these cuts is that <clears throat> he's having issues breathing because they they mentioned that he'd been on oxygen until. Right, I think that that might have been why they were covering his face because he was actually on oxygen. That whole he's like not doing as well as they're they, they're kind of propping him up at this point. That's a theory. No, right? I'm not. I'm not against it because, like I said, at best, excuse me, this is a living to hang out. This is a honeypot to get conspiracy That's theorists That's to jump into it full bore to look stupid. Because it, listen, you get a thousand things right as a conspiracy theorist. You get one thing wrong, that's all they'll talk about. It's like being a doctor, you know. Yeah, they just they'll never apologize. They'll that's all they're looking for. They don't ever look at what they got wrong, which is everything. So you know, you same thing with nine eleven. You have these extraordinary things that have to happen for this event to go down. Not just one, but multiple ones. You have to have, like, for 9 11 to happen, you have to have the greatest air defense system completely fail. Also, you have to have, like, a ton of simulations going on in the air on the same day. And on top of that, you have to have, you have to have the greatest aviation feat ever performed, ever. It's never been duplicated, will never be duplicated for it to go down the official way you want to. Then on top of that, you have to have physics go out the door that a fire 70 floors up can affect the fly, uh, the, the floors 70 f- floors down. It never and then the building has to completely evaporate as it's falling. That we have no point do we hear anybody getting hit by debris where it's like, dude, Bill was die when a when when a giant chunk of a balcony fell on him. No, we've right. no we hear none of those stories. None of those stories at all. And that's why when you when you say that, that's why we're like when I believe there was must have been drones, I believe that because they there's no way you're relying on these guys not to fuck up. Yeah, these like you're guys not relying yeah, you're relying on these guys to make this perfect flight. 
No, it hasn't been drones. You're not relying on all this time, like, all this time and effort for this. Has to be like well, if, I, I, you say drones. I think I, I you should leave the option for like remote piloting. Yeah, is really yeah. what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. But I don't even, drones and remote piloting, all of that is legitimate, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and I'll tell you how I can prove that that's all a legitimate possibility. Uh, Operation Northwoods, you're probably aware of the document, right, uh, where they made proposals, and it was uh, given to President Kennedy in 62, for God's sakes, or 61, this idea that they could do this with planes to create a false flag situation to justify an invasion of Cuba. Yes, right? 100%. And, like, if so, you don't think that they would continue that plays over and over and over again, they're not they're not smart. And I guarantee you Operation Northwood has been, before it was even submitted, was stuff they did way back in the day. I mean, like, take a look at uh, the, um, what is that, what is it called? Black Wall Street, right? Mm, yeah. Take a look at the attack on Black Wall Street. That is 9-11. That's the same exact thing as 9-11. They had a plane involved. A false attack. They bomb everything. They blame the locals or they blame a, a, a disenfranchised group of people. And then they steal the oil. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think 9-11 was about oil. I think it's about ancient Mesopotamia and stealing all the ancient knowledge that they don't want us to have about how powerful we are. In particular about the astrology of the, the days of our changing, that we're entering a new time, and the power of, the, of whatever you want to call him, Satan, Moloch, Ball, whatever you want to call him, he's losing. His time is up. They don't want you to know that. They want you to think they're in control of everything, and they're not. So they are doing everything they can to keep all the ancient knowledge away from us so we don't ever learn how powerful we are. All right, real quick, I want to tell you about James McMahon at CopyMyCrypto.com. Let me tell you about CopyMyCrypto. Listen, so many people are making ridiculous money from crypto, but did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The CopyMyCrypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy him. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply need to do what he does, okay? So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship has over 26,000 subscribers. Good for him. Since March 2020, his he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put 100 bucks in each, it'd be worth 123,000, okay? Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, went up 692 times from what he said. The one that one cause retired a number of people including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to his YouTube and verify this yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You're not only, you'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but my, my listeners will get full access for just a dollar. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit 
the site now. You know, I, I want to get into the drug war. I mean, what is happening right now, fentanyl, is 100% being done on purpose. By the no, si- absolutely. Uh, and, and, but here's the thing about fentanyl that, that cracks me up. Do people think this is new, this stuff? It's not. Uh, I, I Look, I've, I've disclosed this on air. When I was a kid, I was involved in mixing all kinds of dope and moving things around. I mean, I sat and commiserated with Freeway Ricky Ross when I uh, when I sat down and interviewed him about how uh, it was that Ready Rock was something that just sort of showed up on the streets in the 80s and how we suddenly had the knowledge passed around street-level kids. He did, too. He was just an entrepreneur. You know, Freeway Ricky Ross Yes, is. of course. We've had him on the show. Well, I, and I love the guy today. I think he's uh, in the legitimate weed business, which is beautiful. Uh, but anyway, back to it. Hold on, let me ask you something, Chuck. Do you all, in the 70s, bro. Yeah, let me ask you something. Do you at all have a problem of how people look at Freeway Ricky Ross? Like, he was a nice guy. I had him on. But he was instrumental in the destruction of the black community. Not the sole purpose, but one of many purposes and i'm not saying you gotta hate i like he should be banished to the to the darkest ends of the society but like a kind of a way he's revered as some kind of legend to me is is also part of this psyop of culture i mean to play devil's advocate if it wasn't going to be him it was going to be anyone else yeah but it doesn't matter no no but but the cool thing about him and if you want to say cool is he got himself out of jail he had a three-strike rule that wasn't a three-strike rule no, I get that. He read a book, and like that's the thing. It was like they picked on him, and I mean, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. Like in the in the hip hop community, he's known as God, like Freeway Rick Ross, yeah, a guy named after him. The way him. we like yeah. look up to NWA, look up to Freeway, and I've had him on. Freeway Ricky Ross was a wonderful person to talk to, but it's just like, you know, it's there. The damage that has been done is like you you annihilated your community oh, he killed for people. personal profit. Yeah, he killed people. And listen, man, I was young, dumb, did stupid shit, did a lot of drugs. Not saying that I was at all perfect in any way. And I'm not, also not saying Chuck is this horrible person because when he was young, he was slinging drugs. I'm saying, you know, young people do stupid shit. But, like, the, the way he's kind of revered right now is, like, to me, is is beyond shocking because... He is instrumental in the annihilation of the black family unit. Yeah, but you know what the you know what the deal is, man? You're right. You're right on the one hand, but I want you to wrap your mind around something else. Everybody, whether you are as prolific as Freeway Ricky Ross or you were just some dumb kid like me in Jersey who was learning how to mix things together with heroin to bulk out a load when you were 8 and 9 years old, okay? You were 8 what? and 9 years old slinging H? I, well, I was only selling uh, weed when I was eight or nine. I graduated upward later, uh, but uh, but I was doing the mixing. I was responsible for mixing something very much, which you might as well have just called fentanyl back then, into heroin in order to bulk it out. Uh, and, and I learned how to make crack and stuff like this, and we did all this stuff in, like, tenement basements. I, I can tell you whole stories about just that if you wanted to. Uh, but the fact is... That you are, when you're in one of those communities, when you're in a vulnerable situation, you know, uh, look, blunt, full disclosure, my mother was uh, basically a junkie and a hooker. My father committed suicide when I was four. He was a Vietnam vet. He was all screwed up from PTSD, okay? So I had to survive. I respect it. 
there are many people that have had to survive who are in these communities black white doesn't matter poor is what matters poor and in a position where you need to live now we are actually weaponized against ourselves by the situation this has been intentionally done this is what the drug war is the war of drugs on people okay this is the core of it so you know what i got a hard time with judging ricky like that i realized the damage that was done i guarantee you people od'd on stuff i made with my own two hands i guarantee you people got killed over things that i put out i guarantee it i didn't do it myself but i guarantee it happened right this is the position that we're put in this has been intentionally done to poor people and you know what when it was happening in the cities they didn't call it an opioid crisis all right when people were dropping dead you've seen the movie american gangster you know what happened with uh, frank lucas and all that when he took over harlem and was basically the godfather of harlem right sam yes okay well all the people that worked under them who were they were they just kingpins who woke up one day and said you know what i don't know i don't want to be a fireman or a baseball player i want to be a drug dealer you think that happened no, what happened is they were in a place where there were many options and a lot of people get weaponized against their own communities. I get it, man, yeah. In their own reach. So, yeah, I realize the damage done. I know it. It's not, we, we shouldn't celebrate the damage. Uh, absolutely not. But recognize that you have been put into this position. You've been maneuvered into this position. And, I mean, unless you grew up in one of those situations, quite frankly, it's hard to understand. I know. But, it is reality. It is what I call invisible America, man. It's the thing that you're not supposed to talk about that's happening all around you, not just at night, but right in front of you. And yet you don't see it. Most people don't. And they didn't see an opioid crisis until the hillbilly heroin got popular, until the pills were easier, easier to move around than small plasticine bags and, and, and pieces of uh, uh, what we used to use as the uh, wax paper that we used to fold up and create bags of dope and bundles and things like that. I did that with my own two hands, brother. And I put that stuff out there, thousands, probably a million hits for somebody to to, to go ahead and inject in their veins. Okay. I did that personally. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't have done it unless I was trying to survive. And there's a lot of people that are just simply weaponized against their own communities. And it's done intentionally. I agree. I totally agree. And I appreciate what you're saying there because it isn't easy. This is very hard to talk about. And, but I appreciate that. And I do think it's great. I, I do, though, still have a... There's a difference between blaming somebody and celebrating somebody. And I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong in any way, because I do agree with what you're saying. People are going to do what they have to do to survive. And when we talk about the whole mob thing, like that was another thing I understood. I was watching. It's like, so when Italian... My, fa- my family, when they moved there the Italian Sicilian side, all of my family, except for one person, my grandfather changed their name. And I think they changed it to triple from Tripoli because Italians couldn't get work. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of story that we see about the Jews in Europe up into the 16 uh, to the six hundreds. And that is that they couldn't work. So they had to figure out ways to make money in the black market. And that's where you see the uh, Italian mob coming in and filling in the cracks of society, the stuff that has been permanently outlawed. So for me personally, I believe the the only laws that should exist are ones where you're stealing, you're hurting from somebody, okay? 
bring or pain and suffering. That that to me are the laws. You should only go to jail for violence, hurting somebody, or stealing from somebody. Those that's what John and we could discuss what the stealing is. I don't I don't think we should see somebody in life in jail for stealing a bike. Okay, I, just, I think we should do appropriate sentences to fit the crime. Okay, that's just my my personal opinion. But as I watched this doc on the mob, I was just like, these guys are just a corporation that is filling a need for the community. Now, are they perfect? No. Were they murdering? Yes. Are there things? Yes. I, I totally agree. And for killing people, there's a price to be paid, right? But what we also see is that the U.S. government is doing the exact same thing. The exact same thing. I know they are doing political assassinations. They're drug. I mean, dude, you got to really ask yourself, how does drugs get into the United States? Yeah, we got some mules coming over the thing, but it's going through the border. Straight the border. I mean, Gary Webb pointed out that the CIA was flooding our inner cities with crack cocaine to fund their their uh, black ops. Do you think that's not still going on? Okay, so then do you think the CIA is bringing fentanyl in here, or do you think that's China, or you think or do you think fentanyl is a whole different game that the CIA does it? Because why would the CIA want people dying? Because pe- they want people. Well, because there's a depopulation agenda, and they make money off of selling it, and that China. Is 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 just having revenge for the uh, Indian opium, uh, the British India opium wars. Sam, have you ever interviewed a guy named Selly Castillo? No, uh, have we? No, I, no, I so. don't believe so. Selly Castillo wrote a book called Powder Burns. Uh, he was a former DEA agent, and he was one of Gary Webb's sources. Uh, I would uh, call him a friend. And uh, he had worked for the DEA. He has a whole story about how the DEA uh, allowed him to go out on undercover ops, even though there was a hit put out on his life and all of that. I urge you to take a look at that because I've had Selly on my show to break this down many times about how all this stuff comes through the border and exactly how it really works. It's not mules carrying stuff on their backs. It's more about what's being allowed to come in. It's the DEA. It's the CIA. It's It's all of them. It's a lot of Americans. A lot of a lot of people with like citizenships. The cartel come to them and be like, "Hey, you want to cross the border? Ten grand. All you got to do is cross." Yeah, but that's it not even it, bro. It's like at point of entry. Yes. At point of entry, they're allowing this to happen, and I've yeah. said this before: the CIA, MI6, Mossad, and all your organized crime groups. I personally think all work together. I mean. Wasn't the border shut down during COVID? And I don't see, and then that's when a lot of cocaine was being done. Drugs were in heavy use during COVID. And yeah. that's when, that's when you know, should have noticed a stop in drugs if the border was closed down. It's a depopulation agenda. They want you dumb, sick, and scared. Because a smart, intelligent, in-game, healthy population isn't going to put up with everybody's bullshit. And they've been doing it. And so so everyone cheers about the mob. Oh, my God, the mob. We're taking out the mob. Yeah, we're going to get rid of the mob. Okay, but who? why aren't we recoing Jeffrey Epstein's people? 
Why have they Rico Jeffrey Epstein's whole entire organization? They act like Rico's this great thing. I'm not saying the organized crime is good. They scare the shit out of me, right? Right? Sharks, alligators, and organized crime. That's that's a these are a few of my least favorite things. Um, but why why aren't they recoing them? Why aren't they recoing all these other guys? Why aren't they recoing the, the the Mexican cartels? You could go. You have El Chapo. You could reco everybody. Why why are we in is why are we in Iraq when right next to us there is organizations that are destroying this country with drugs? Why? Because these dumb motherfuckers are all just cash and checks. But they don't understand is like, let's say the final decision comes through, the final they get what they want, which is a Chinese level surveillance, you know, uh, communism fucking system in America. All these people, uh, and I might, I might be somebody they take out just because I talk shit. But all the people that sold out their own people, they're the first ones to go. Because nobody likes a, a backstabbing scumbag who sells out their own people. You're the first one to go. They're all right. done. And during a prison ride, who's the first to get hung? Right. Uh, the snitches. Yeah. This is the way it goes. You're working both sides. This is where your problem is. I'll say one thing about the gangsters, though. At least if you pay your protection money to them, unlike the uh, government, uh, you might get something for it. You know, that's the big difference. I mean, that and usually the Italians have better suits. But besides, <laughs> we're in the same business. Bro. Vegas was way better. Music was way better. Movies were way better when there was a mob influence. I hate to tell everybody because there were here are the rules. Don't act up. Don't cause problems. They would like in Vegas. They would have Frank Sinatra. You'd pay nothing to go see Frank Sinatra because all they wanted you to is gamble your money, cheap food, everything. Corporations come through. Every ticket's a thousand dollars. Every buffet's fifty bucks. Who's the bigger scumbag? Yep. You want to talk assassinations? How many assassinations have happened because corporations want to come in and steal people's uh, natural resources? Sugar to lithium. Sugar to lithium, bro. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. You want to talk about any of these political assassinations of the 20th century? Uh, hey, where, where do you want me to start? You Wherever know, uh, you want. So, <laughs> uh, look, many of them, and usually uh, because they have an inconvenient answer to give to the public, they often get silenced. That's true. I mean, we saw the decapitation in the late 60s of anything resembling a progressive movement, where just magically, you know, uh, Dr. King and Bobby Kennedy get killed. And I'm not one of these guys who thinks that they were saints, even, you know, but they represented something, uh, as did the Black Panthers. Now, maybe some people that listen to you might disagree with this, but I see the Black Panthers as a natural, natural ally to your Second Amendment uh, supporting people. Uh, if you take a look at the real history there, if you take a look at the way the government intentionally went after and assassinated them, okay, and uh, decided that they would uh, neutralize them, that's an actual term that people found in their files, uh, like a guy named Larry Pinckney, who I had on my show many times, one of the original Panthers, right? Um, you know, here we go. They neutralized him. They put him in prison. They shut him down. Why? Because they were trying to defend themselves 
and support their community. Now, a lot of people demonize the Black Panthers. How many times have you been in a conversation where, well, the Klan or the Black Panthers, as if they're the same thing? Uh, The only thing that they have in common, really, is that the government infiltrated both groups and tried to steer them. That's something that they have in common. Of course, J. Edgar Hoover's FBI, you're still not allowed to know some of the people that were in the command and control of the Klan during the time when, you know, literally churches were being bombed constantly. People were being burned alive on the streets by a terrorist organization called the KKK. And there were FBI people that are still protected assets in those files, folks, okay, that were involved. But pay no attention to that. Your government's here to help you, right? Have you ever looked up something called the Assassination Guide where they laid out in plain English how they hire, hire organized criminals, how they hire terrorists? They put it together a guide in the 1950s, okay, before the CIA was even fully codified. They had a guide on how to run this, how to choose a patsy, how to select uh, manipulating the local media in foreign countries. Whoa. You know, come on. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's it. That's what they do. There's a reason why certain people we know spend bazillions of dollars on security all year. I mean, the amount is insane if you actually knew the number. And it's because... They do not like, and again, it goes back to, you know, limited hangouts. They want to be, they want their people in the position to be leading the stuff. It's like why Martin Luther King, God rest his soul, became the face of the black movement over um, Malcolm X. Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of mind blown because if they did JFK here, I wonder where the CIA went go do go do another JFK in Mexico. Oh, we don't want that president. Let's take him out. We don't All want the, the president time, in Colombia. We don't talk about it because it didn't happen here. We don't have a video. We don't have this one video. My it's fuck. not even. Yeah. it's not even just America. Like the French have assassinated like forty different leaders in Africa. Mm-hmm. The French are, and listen, listen, and I want everyone to know something, and this is my opinion on most governments around the world, is like the people and the government are not the same. And we're seeing more and more that governments do not have the best interests of their people. They are just there to corral and control the people so that the elites can make unforetold money, which I don't even think is it anymore because they have all the money. It's all about just pushing this watchers, fallen angels agenda on humanity to keep us all dumb and stupid. That's my opinion. That's what it's all about. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, like, dude, we can go through lists of all the assassinations that happen. And like, Back when we elections seemed real, seemed like we would vote in like anti-war presidents who promised to end war and they would never end the war ever. Mm. And now it's like you got these things. It's like they never give up power. Why is California still in a state of emergency? And even when we and even when Biden left war, we found a reason to like not that he left it right, but we still bitched about it. Yeah, even though we should, but even that was that, sloppy. Yeah. No, and super like, sloppy. They, there's a reason you leave all that there because you want somebody to come and get it. That's what you want. You want people, someone to come and take 
the, those all that military equipment. Not only, not only take it, go through it, learn about it, learn how to make your own technology, yeah. and redo it, yeah. yeah, reverse engineering type shit. And now we got now we have you know Biden trying to start World War Two. Every World War Three, everyone's predicting World War Three. You posted something about it. It's already ready. They already gave a date on it, didn't they? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, that, that was a video game, uh, wiki, wiki. It was talking about in that video game. That's when the date is for yeah, World but War Three. There, there's also something about like Joe Biden going in 2022. We're never we we're not getting involved. We'll never send tanks there. And then a week ago, he's like, we're sending tanks. So everyone's sending well, I mean, tanks. He's a stupid. But so much of this is manifestation as well. They really want us to think we have no say in anything. That's what they want. They want you to go, we're doing this. You know we're doing this. Just manifest for us to do this. That's all they're doing. They, if they could just cause war, they'd already be in war. That's my humble opinion. Uh, that's why I think uh, they stopped selling post 9-11, the war on terror. You know, it, it was no longer attractive. People weren't buying it anymore. We couldn't create another Iraq where we go in like we're a mass shooter. Okay. And, and blow up that place under false pretense, no matter how you slice it. Uh, you know, for what? What was the game? All those, all those guys that had to come back with PTSD, all that money spent, thrown down the hole. What did we get out of Iraq? We didn't even get the oil. As you know, sorry, I, I, I guess I got to go with Trump on this. Wow. He does speak the truth now and then, uh, you know, but we didn't even get the oil out of the deal, did we, Sam? No, I mean, our price of oils and it's all artificial. Like they've yeah. jacked it up to six dollars. So we want to suck their dick for four bucks a gallon. Right. Everyone said, oh, my God, it's four dollars. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I've heard people say that. That's what they do. They get you to uh, so angry about a higher level that they bam, they that that when they go higher than your normal, you thank them for it, and that's the whole thing. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and that's their way to get you to get an electric car. So I have an earache right now, right? So I had to go to the doctor's office today. I walk in, everybody at the doctor's office is wearing masks. Still, in twenty twenty three. Because there's more money in pushing bullshit than there is in telling the truth, which is masks don't work. But if our own health experts won't be honest with us, what hope do we have? What hope do we have? And what did that doctor say? They make you wear one? Yeah, the doctor wore one. Because it's all theater that cash checks. This 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 money magic Babylonian fucking money system that we have, this fractional reserve banking, is so diabolical. If it wasn't evil, it would be the most amazing thing ever on how they've bought everybody. Just wait to make a credit score. And they're about to get rid of paper. So now it doesn't even exist. It exists in a digital asset. L.A. don't take coins. If you pay with cash, they look at you and be like, we don't have coins. It's, and you just end up, you end up just either take, either take the loss on the change or pull out your credit card and give them your credit card. 
Well, Sam, let me ask you something. You think they're getting rid of paper or they've gotten rid of paper, past tense or what? Because in reality, the majority of what they say is in the money supply and what's being minted doesn't actually physically exist anyway. It's all entries on the computers. Yeah, it's you're term- right. You're totally right. Where, you know, where where is the actual cash to begin with? It, it, it's already gone. Everybody says it's coming. The cashless society, we're here. I totally agree with you, Chuck. I really do agree with you. And again, like everything we're talking about here is this like pushing uh, like, I mean, look at these statues they're putting up. Oh, the last one, the uh, what, what Medusa. Was it for? Yeah, the- it's basically Medusa. Well, what was it for, though? What was the statue for? Was it's it for? in New York City. And they took down a Teddy Roosevelt statue and they put up Medusa. This is the pushing of the watchers. This is the pushing of the Molochian religion coming out. That's not it right no. there, but she's a, that's a dude. Statue of Liberty is a dude. That's a guy. Yeah, yeah there well, it is down there. And it's all based on an ancient goddess religion that actually nobody knows the truth about. It's been suppressed. You're not going to find it on your general uh, Google searches, okay? But, yeah, indeed, there is a whole system. Justice is actually an ancient goddess. Columbia is also an ancient goddess. They're all meant to represent these things. And, yeah, indeed, uh, uh, they're not necessarily goddesses in the technical sense as far as, you know, the standard female kind of, anyway, it's a whole thing. Well, I mean, like, look at the new MLK uh look at the new mlk uh statue it is literally gay pornography it's gay pornography it's some dude look at that from well, behind look at this one that's ho- that's holding a dong that way and the other one looks like a, a reach around do you think they didn't see it you think they don't want to see it because they, no, they say I, they, we're, they, they say we're seeing it say oh you guys want to see that we don't see that you guys no, want to see right that there I know I know but do you think they really don't see that no they see it they They're do just, it on purpose so you say it's a, a tribute to MLK it's supposed to be right there yeah, that, yeah that's supposed said, to be the tribute but go down right to there. that one right there tell me that doesn't look like some weird right there no the other this one yeah tell me that doesn't look like some weird or reach around yeah yeah okay. I see it right there. The front one looks like dong. The back one looks like a reach around. That one looks like a straight dick right there. I mean, come on. They're doing this. It's all in the open. Satan. Satan, And it's not. Satan isn't even like, I'm sorry. People are going to get crazy at me, but it's just like, it's Moloch. Taking down Lincoln statues and putting up dicks. Right? (laughs) Taking down a Lincoln statue and putting up dicks. and, and, And people are so... Up so emotionally attached to to political arguments that the, they have no concern about what really is going on. They just want their side to win. Well, they put up a statue of the dick because they want to encourage you to chop yours off, you know? Because yeah. mutilating your natural design is something that's being encouraged as well. It, it all actually fits together nicely. <laughs> that is a statue of someone handing over their dick. Yeah. Here's my penis. Take it. Right. Right? Here's. So we finally have a statue for marriage. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget it costs $10 million. No, no, no. Wait a minute. That's not marriage. I don't see the balls. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I've been married a couple times, guys. Sorry. Well, (laughs) it's all good, Chuck. So, Chuck, you want to get into, like, 
Every, I mean, there's so much going on right now, and, and people just don't understand it. it it's like th this pushing of this, this, uh, you know, dark arts and the destruction of the family unit. And and and, and listen, dude, you know, I'm sorry. I, I I really like what was said last show, and people get mad because I'm talking about it all the time, but it really resonates me. Malachians versus Luciferians. I'm not saying either one's better than the other. Okay, I'm not saying that at all, but I definitely think these Malachians, they are the dark arts, really disgusting. The, the people that we are, are waging war on the family through different cult, uh, you know, cultural um, brainwashing, feminism right now, fourth wave feminism. I mean, like the pushing of women to not want to have kids and not only not have kids, but not understand like like woke Hollywood is like microaggressions of sexual harassment, and everything. Yet they don't seem to have a problem with men dressed like women gyrating in front of children. So a guy staring at you working out <laughs> at the gym is is this a, a felony. But a man dressed like the girl at the gym, gyrating in front of a child, is perfectly acceptable. And my problem isn't with the drag queen, unless it's all ages. My problem is with the parent that brings their kid and this destruction of the family unit. What are your thoughts on that, Chuck? Well, you know, my thoughts are pretty simple on this. And are you familiar with Jordan Maxwell? Yes. Okay, so uh, again, another guy who was a friend of mine. He passed away, uh, you know, some months ago. Yeah, I loved him. I wanted to have him on the. Sh I wanted to do a live interview with him really badly. I couldn't get a hold of him. I've done about forty uh, yeah. with him, um, and uh, we did a whole series on uh, dogmatic theology. We called it, and it was really about the hijacking of uh, the entire, uh, uh, you know, spiritual systems and the manipulation through religion. Uh, you know what the truth was about the symbology that was, con you know, contained within. Uh, how people had misled others about the Bible, etc. But. You know what the key is? What is the reason? What was the motivation for this man to go out and do all of the things he was doing? It was about what he felt that was a war on the human family. Okay, because we are collectively one race. Excuse me. That's the way it is. All right. We're one race. At least that's the way we're supposed to be. I know. Human you race. Know, yes, I agree. God knows what. But you know what? The way I see it is we're all part of this one giant family and the fact that we've been deceived and weaponized against one another via religion, via politics, via the chemicals, all of it, all of it together. There is a panopticon of weaponry, which is aimed at all of us. And it is about control. It is about depopulation. It's not column A or column B. It's a little of both. Okay. And what you're talking about regarding why is it that they're pushing the disease? Why is it that you couldn't talk about where the thing came from? How is it we're going to take this into, well, let's just say it's racist to say that the Chinese released it. Why? You want to ascribe uh, nationalism to a particular group of people culturally. Uh, you know what? Then that's what it is. If the Chinese did it, it's just as evil as if the Americans did it. And guess what? They both did. All right, because we see the gain of function thing having happened. Nobody wants to talk about that. But you said, let's go. 
Fauci and all these other guys and what happened in North Carolina, you're not allowed to talk about it. They'll deplatform you. They'll take away your stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll screw you on PayPal, which, by the way, you mentioned IRS problems. Get ready for that this year. PayPal is going to screw you. Uh, even though they pulled back that policy and all that other stuff where they were going to find you, what is yep. it, uh, $2,500 for misinformation? Yeah. Don't worry. They're going to nail you on that, Sam. Uh, anyway. I would see- love to see them try to pull money on my bank account. Well, dude, the other the thing that they were going to do, you know, was report to the IRS any transactions over, I think, like six hundred. The threshold right now is twenty thousand, and they were going to bring it down to like six hundred, where they had to report it to the IRS. But they found that that's just going to cause all kinds of problems in the short term. So that's actually not going into effect this year until right. next year. Right. But it will go into effect next year. And think, I I mean, think about all the people who are just sending money to their friends, you know, like or paying somebody back for something. It's just going to create a, a massive headache for people doing their taxes. Well, Patreon hasn't withdrawn their policy on it. They still have it in place. Okay. And uh, PayPal put it out and withdrew it because like what you said, they're not going to actually be able to institute this, but you're going to get 1099s on everything. Uh, You know, so the gig economy, all of that is over with. You might as well have uh, not gone and, and, you know, drove for Uber or whoever, because, uh, you know, God help you if you try to survive. Uh, you know, in, in the landscape that is and try and live through the app-based world. But anyway, back to the whole thing about the human family and the destruction of it. Uh, it is about destroying the natural design. It's not even about the family structure. The family structure, I, I, I love this because it's a very serious conservative talking point, but it's not necessarily the whole ball game. It's about destroying the natural identity, the natural design from jump. If you don't have men and women, if you don't have that, then you don't have a family unit you can put together. You, you take it apart from its inception. Okay, so now I, I decide I'm a woman. I'm a woman. That's it. Uh, are, are you a woman that can have babies? Well, sure I can, even though physiologically it's impossible. It, it doesn't matter, right? It yeah. is about the convoluting of the natural design, and it's not just about sexuality. That's the easiest one to see. But it's about you eating food that's not food. It's about you consuming spirituality that isn't spiritual. It's about you consuming disinformation and screaming that this is the fact-checked information, right? It's about assuming the absolute deception and living within a compartmentalized world where you no longer socialize naturally because that is a big part of the human design, okay? And these are not – I don't care who you think designed it. You were created at some point, and by virtue of your creation, this is the way you are, okay? Whether you think your parents created you or the invisible man in the sky or you think it was somebody on the 18th planet of that nebula, I don't care. The point is that based on your natural design, that is what they're working against. Go away from your design. Go away from the things that are the natural gifts and the power that you actually possess from your inception, Yes. What Sam was talking about there, where they're trying to tell you, look, you're not powerful. You're weak. And you know what? We're going to prove it because we're going to give you plenty of things to keep you sick, to keep you distracted, to keep you away from the real people. Look at these middle managers. You see, you know their names. They're politicians. They're corporate heads. Those aren't the owners. Those aren't the controllers. They are the people that you're meant to be distracted with. Fight over abortion. Fight over race. 
which is a construct, which is nonsense. Fight over the all of these political issues and social issues that really half the people that are fighting don't even have flesh in the game. But you do have flesh in the game when it comes to your natural design. And they are trying to disempower you by first having you believe that you are powerless. Yes. Having you understand that you are alone. You are compartmentalized. You are being fed your own personalized algorithm. Stay in your compartment. Do not socialize. Do not unify. Because if you do, then you might be actually dangerous. I completely agree with you. And this is that like, so if we get into this thing that happened in Memphis, which Donut called, right? Remember he came on going, watch Memphis, watch Memphis. Something's going to happen in Memphis. He kept saying that. And I don't know if that instance happened before, but the explosion of that of that situation happened after he was on. But he was talking about how, like, you know, it's like someone's just talking about going, why? We don't need to watch this. Why? Why is nobody losing it? Is he a Clipper fan? Oh, my God. He was a Clipper fan. Now I'm upset. <laughs> oh, before it was all right. It didn't matter. I'm pissed. <laughs> Fuck those cops. You don't take out Clipper fans. Yeah, there's so few of them. I mean, there's the, hey, shut up, Johnny. But the point is this. The point is this. Is that, like, why is, it, why, why is this video being purported? If you're asking me, they have all these videos, and they're just analyzing which one they think fits the, what they've learned through data on your phone that will upset people. And they dropped this, and there was a tiny jump, but then everyone really realized they were black. So it, the cops were black. So it didn't have the impact that it had before. And you, But why are they releasing black people killing black people? Because they want every single group to have infighting. They want them to infight with each other at the smallest levels. When ESPN was talking about the Boston Celtics coach and how, the stuff they did with the women, who saw, most of it at first was consensual. The problem came afterwards where she let him hit it and they kept wanting to hit it. And she's like, I don't want you to hit it anymore. And that became the problem. But then the one woman, Winnie Malika or whatever her name is, wouldn't even let them even talk about how the woman participated in it. Now, now you're having a fight between black, black men and feminists. Breaking it down. Breaking it down. Breaking it down. They want infighting in every group. Because the more infighting you have, the less people will come together and go, they're doing endless war. They're raping the, the world. They're killing off people that have done nothing to us. They're making us sick, dumb, unhealthy. They're putting vaccines in us that we don't even know really what the effects are, but we're starting to see it. They lied to us about all of it. So you're saying they let this happen so black people can get pissed at BLM people and be like, why aren't you, why aren't you mad about this one? Yep. Fight in fight. And BLM's like, well, it's not a white guy. Yep. Can't be mad That's about exactly it. exactly it. BLM is really quiet. People and, have been talking yeah. about that. Thoughts, Chuck? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, I think that it, it is never just one purpose that you do something. Okay, every PSYOP has multiple uh, purposes behind it. So I'm going to tell you what one thing that nobody's talking about here regarding this and regarding all of these videos where they show police being given permission one way or another and the debate being issued about whether they have the permission to do this because 
What was the key here? This is a high crime unit being dispatched out there because of the criminal situation. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And now we're going to debate as to whether police should be able to do this or not. It's not just about race. It's about exactly what level of compliance you are supposed to be at to the authority. That is the other purpose of this. Okay, because that's the great debate. See, that's hidden right there in plain sight. It's racial this, racial that. Oh, maybe it's not that big a deal because it's black cops, it's black on black. Oh, like Chicago. I'm so sick of everybody every time this comes up. Oh, Chicago, Chicago. Great, lovely, whatever. How about man's inhumanity to man? How about you're supposed to comply and people that don't know the law are out there acting as law enforcement, okay? Even though right in their name, police are policy enforcers, not law enforcement, but let's go there, right? Yeah. Uh, It's about compliance. The debate over compliance. Was he running? Was he a danger? Uh, These guys, you get to hear the whole conversation about he's on drugs. He's this, he's that. What permission do you need to get in order to brutalize another human being? That is the undertone that nobody's speaking about. Okay. And it has to do with all of these circumstances, all the stuff that lit off the, the summer of George Floyd, all of it. What is your level of compliance? If your neighborhood wasn't so bad, we wouldn't have to put these rough guys out there, right? That's been going on the whole time I've been alive. I'm 50 years old. Okay? What level of compliance are you supposed to have in the bad neighborhoods where you people, you people, you poor people, are meant to comply? You need to comply. They're there to help you. Now, pay no attention to the fact that they beat the crap out of you and kill you. Almost at home. Well, I mean, it goes deeper than that, Chuck. I mean, it goes, what they did to the black community, they did to the indigenous on reservations, and they're doing it now to to rural, is that the word, rural uh, white America, which which is pull out all the jobs so men can't work, create gender wars. I mean, like, there's talks about how black women can get hired much easier than black men. That's being done on purpose. Okay, and then on top of that, we're going to flood you with drugs. So we're going to take dad out of the homes. We're going to flood everybody with drugs. And then you wonder why people are acting a fool because the power structure has been completely destroyed. The family unit has been completely destroyed. Look at who, look at what two demographics have the highest level of two parent homes. It's Jews and Asians. Who's killing it the hardest in America? Jews and Asians. It's just the way it is. That's not anti anybody. You you destroy and, the and those fam- families stay together. You yeah. destroy the family unit. You make you you destroy the children. Now sometimes people can't get along and it happens. But if two parents love these kids, you can raise an amazing people. But what we're seeing here is just there's a there's a lot going on. Men are doing stupid stuff. Knocking up women they don't want to have kids with, not being in kids' life. Women are having children with men that aren't great mates. We never talk about that. We're having sex with everybody. Everybody wants to blame men because they're not in the child's life. What about women having kids with men that aren't the best mate? That is literally women's job is to pick the best mate to have a kid with. They're not doing that. And there's a lot of men out there. That's not what society tells them what a good man is. Well, it's also down to this idea that sex has been, thanks to birth control, divorced from procreation. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It's the idea that sex is just meant to be, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a free person unless I can divorce sex and procreation, unless they're completely Dude, separate. I couldn't agree more. And men, I, I don't know how men can bring a life into the world and not be in that child's life. I, I, I think there's, I, I personally think there's very uh, few things that at the end of the day, when you take your last breath, that 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 uh, defines your time here. Would you say there's a gene that they might have? Because you you like you just said right now, I cannot believe a guy that just leaves his kid like nothing. Do you think that's a gene that he has where he just doesn't give a fuck about that kid? Because there's, there's some kids I've met. I've met, I've met some dads where I'm like, bro, they don't give a fuck. He'll buy Jordans on Jordans. I'm like, bro, your kid's hungry. He's like, well. I don't know. I think it has to be a gene because the way you talk hurt about it, you're like... Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, and this so is, if they haven't seen a, that kind of role model yet, then... Hurt people hurt people. And then some people grow up in broken homes. They're like, I'm not going to do that to my kids. Yeah. And then there's some guys are scumbags. And there's some women who are just insufferable. And the men uh, doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, see, I've got a variety of uh, uh, experiences here. Uh, three kids and uh, two, two, uh, two mothers, okay? Uh, my first wife uh, ejected me from her life and ejected me from my kids' lives, you know? And, I mean, I, there was no way for me to fight her. The system was on her side. Uh, I spent, you know, half of their developmental years, I spent outside of their, their lives, and it wasn't by choice. Yeah. Uh, she was encouraged to do that, though. You know, uh, by many people, including members of her own family. And here's the thing. And, you know, and, and I currently live with my uh, my my eight year old boy and, and his mother. OK. Uh, and, uh, you know, Mrs. O, she's great. Anyways, um, back Shout to out it. Mrs. O. You know, the uh, well, you know, the first wife. What can I say? Uh, but I've been married a few times. Uh, anyway, you know what it is, though, is when you atomize the the family, you have an impossible situation with creating a coherent community. And when the community fails, there is no empowerment. See, that's the thing is we have been now meant to be separated from one another, whether it's being encouraged to socially distance at six feet or not. We've been encouraged long before that to not engage with others, to actually become compartmentalized. Now that means that there is no community. There's no community interest. There is no coherent discussion. There's no coherent interaction. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say, do you know any of your neighbors? Do you know any of the people who live on your block? Do you know the people who live in your building? If you're in an apartment building, most times people don't, they don't even know who's right around them. Okay. Because they've been encouraged to become compartmentalized. And that does begin with creating a completely incoherent circumstance in their home. And then they can't participate in their communities. And this is again, the baseline of how it is. You keep us all struggling with one another, as opposed to turning our anger against the people that are actually doing us collective harm. What do you think of that, Sam? I I, I know I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm with you and we are just losing. I mean, and it just isn't this generation. We've been seeing this for a while now, man. I mean, the baby boomers, I mean, you start to see the eroding of a lot of, like, family values and, and a lot of that stuff and the passing down of knowledge. My parents did a great job, but there's some stuff I wish they would have taught me that they didn't. And, you know, everybody tries to do the best they can. 
and it's uh, really, really crazy. I, so I'm trying to figure this out. News just dropped right now. I'm going to read you from CBS Austin. A Chicago prosecutor said Monday she is dropping sex abuse charges against singer R. Kelly following the federal conviction in two courts that ensured the gr- disgrace R&B star will be locked up for two decades. Now, the question is, I don't understand that what they're saying there. I think they're saying he's our, it's already guaranteed that he's going to be locked up now for decades, so we're not going to go through with this trial. Okay, so he's not walking money. out. Right, yeah. Okay. They're just not going to pursue those charges because he's already, it's already certain that he's in jail for a long time. Okay. Why yeah. waste the money on the prosecution, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's what yeah. it seems like. Uh, I'm just just having just looked at it. But, yeah. Chuck, uh, this has been a great conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. One more time, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. Look, uh, my podcasts and the podcasts I produce are out there on a feed. Uh, You can see them on just about anywhere. Audio podcasts are available. Ocelli, O-C-H-E-L-L-I. And that's my website, Ocelli.com. Very simple. Uh, And you can find all my work there. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and this and that. And who cares? But uh, and no, no longer on YouTube. Got tossed off of there, even though I had a channel since 2008. But anyway, uh, yeah, not just JFK research, but uh, really trying to explore the entirety of the world and the uh, the, the collective grand deception that is. I, Thank you, sir. I, I understand, man. My first ever ep- channel I had was a Naughty Show channel. And it was all this funny, like, dirty comedy. We were getting hundreds of thousands of views. They took that away. They've neutered my other channel. I can, we get no views. I mean, our audio grows, right? On Broken Sim, it grows. We get no growth on, and it just sucks. But, you know, it almost makes me want to root for chat GPT. G, G, chat uh, GPT, yeah. Yeah, chat GPT. I hope you come in and steal all of Google's milkshake. I want you to drink all their milkshake, yeah. steal it, so then they, they have to sell YouTube because what, they can't afford it anymore. What I heard is the reason they're going after TikTok is because people are looking up t- shit on TikTok they instead are. of Google. Mm-hmm. And Reddit. Yeah. Like, you'll go in there be like, best restaurant on TikTok, and then you'll find a best restaurant on TikTok, and Google's like, yo, you used to go to me for that. Well, that's why they're scared about chat GPT, because they say if it gets in the lexicon, and it's like the standard. Well, think about it. If it it'll be like Ask Jeeves, but if Jeeves was like, a, you know, a super intelligent AI. Yep. Yep. Can give you AI's coming for all of us, but oh, I still sure. have hope. Chuck, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. We're gonna let Chuck go. Chuck, uh, you are you have an open door to come on anytime you want. We love talking to you. Thank you for being an OG of this game. I want to go over the website real quick before we say goodbye. But thank you so much, Chuck. I appreciate you coming on, and you're uh, always welcome back. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, brother. All right, take care, Chuck. Um, yeah, take a look at samtriplee.com if you give a chance. Uh, new episodes up. I don't know why it wasn't up over the weekend. That upsets me, but go down a little bit. A uh, lot of great stuff going on. Uh, check out the premium content, guys. This really helps the show, whether it's Tim Fall Hat, Conspiracy Social Club. I'm giving away zero for free. You get it for free now. On any podcast app. On any podcast app, or you can watch it for free on Rockfin. I'm not going to post... There will be a time where I'll take all the videos from Rockfin and put it on YouTube, but that time is not now. Uh, but you can go listen to it, and you get it for free because I think you need it. Uh, if you're looking for an investment podcast, check out 
Well, you guys, what's your what's your rock fins on there? Uh, we don't smoke the same. We don't smoke the same. And they just hit us on YouTube. They literally de- demonetized. No more super chats. So just go to rockfin.com. Okay, so we're on Patreon with Cash Daddy. Patreon.com slash Cash Daddies. Uh, for $20 a month, you get Howie Dewey's amazing Howie's homies, where he gives you his views on what to invest. Johnny, how's he doing? Uh, he's doing quite well, sir. Yeah. yeah. Fire. Howie Dewey or go to fuck home. That's my opinion. <laughs> and then for $1,000... Uh, Johnny and I will help you make love. And if you're asked kindly, we'll add Xavier. But it's all technique. We're not there <laughs> to have fun or say weird shit. It's, it's all yeah. technical. It's nothing. You got to be ready for the. Re- we get in the nitty gritty. Okay. Sam got two babies in one turn. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I knocked it so hard that I got two kids. That's how good my, my love in making is. If you go to timfallattshirts.com, click the banner. I love that banner for the Browns gas thing. Okay. Uh, all the t shirts. We need new t shirts, dude. And everyone's telling me, dude, if I buy any more t shirts, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. But we still got to keep cranking out the classics. Uh, there they are. Any of those t-shirts, great way yeah. to support the show. We got some new ideas. Sam was shooting some ideas from some yeah, new we got t-shirts, some so stay tuned. We're going to put it together. Uh, and then uh, hydrogen brown gas. I'm setting mine up now. I'll tell you how it goes, but I've gotten feedback. People love it. And uh, again, check it out. Hydrogen brown gas. Click the banner. We'll take you to the website. And they got different versions you can buy. And then finally, go check uh, two more things. Buy gold and silver. I'm setting up my thing this month. I'm gonna do a monthly, uh, a monthly um, buy monthly gold every month, and uh, so check it out. They got a great deal with them. And then Haley Ray, our friends over at Haley Ray, crystals, quartz, uh, anything you need uh, to battle the forces of evil, they have it right there. Candles. Look at this, bro. Look at this. Look at this, man. That looks like someone put some fruity pebbles abundance. in Abundance. You know, the abundance. Look at that, man. Look at that. Go do it. You get a nice discount. If you use what is the promo code, go to samtriplee.com. Promo code Swarm15. Swarms15. And so check it out. And then join Nuke Social. You can go on all the telegrams with all my shows. Tim Full Hat, Only Conspiracies, and then Zero, my spiritual podcast. Guys, seven shows. As we speak, seven audio shows, all for free. Tim Fall Hat, you're listening to Broken Sim, is almost in the top 200 of uh, comedy. Check it out. It's a two-hour show, and it's we call it the Sports Center of the Apocalypse for the Apocalypse. Cash Daddies has been fire. Uh, Punch Drunk is my sports show. Union on the Unwanted, I'm going to do it whenever I can. Uh, but it's the best show, the number one show on the internet, and then Conspiracy Social Club, you get one up-to-date free show every week, uh, whether you watch it on YouTube or you watch it or you listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And then Zero, again, I'm putting out two free episodes. They're older episodes and one fr- and all the free new episodes. You got to go to Rockfin to subscribe to that. And you get it for free if you want to leave me a little uh, tip. That'd be greatly appreciated. And then we have 24-hour radio. Is there anything else on samtribly.com? You can listen to Sam Tribbly all the time, every time. All things Sam or Tim Fall Hat. New Broken Sam will be out. Uh, we're going to be recording that uh, tonight, probably. And then um, rockfin.com slash broken simulation if you want to get it early. Yep. And like I said, YouTube hit us with that. No super chats, no more money on fucking YouTube. So head over to Twitch or Patreon, anything we don't smoke the same to help us out, please.
All right, man. Great show. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.